Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. Yes, I'm back. We're back. It's episode 195, Taking Control of Your Health and Wellbeing, The Future Wellness of Your Life Depends on It, with the fantastic Jeff Withers. How are you doing, Jeff? Not bad, Darren. Not bad. Not bad at all. How about you? Pretty I'm good? very well, sir. It's, you know, a beautiful sunny day. Spring's yes, on the thanks. way. Yep. I'm feeling thanks. good. Well, can't get better than that, can you? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. You know, really appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. I, I love this topic and uh, I'm really looking forward to delving further into, you know, everything that you do. But I thought I'd give everybody a little bit of a intro or a snapshot into who you are. So for all uh, the audience out there, Jeff is the proud co-founder of Nine Pillar Lifestyle, Nine Pillar Health and Nutrition, and Nine Pillar Feng Shui, and oh. co-creator of the Lifestyle Success Formula, helping individuals break free of their behavioral blockages, emotional frustrations, non-serving health regimens, and limiting beliefs, and unproductive mindsets. He has a passion for and love of all things nature in human, a belief that drives his vision for reigniting the lives of others. Jeff strongly disagrees with the common approach to health and well-being, which focuses on mental health or dieting or exercise, and then addresses that one area only. Instead, he believes that true health and well-being requires addressing the individual's body, mind, home, work, and even play, because all have a collective impact on the individual's perceived level of wellness. Love it. It's too true. Too true. That sounds impressive. I like that. Sounds impressive. That's very, very good. But Jeff, tell us a bit more about, you know, your story. How did you get into this line of work? Um, why you love it so much? I'd love to kind of get the backstory a little. Yeah, yeah it's interesting, Darren. I mean, let's say, you know, without going too deep because it would take too long, but I mean, uh, Maria, the better half, uh, and myself, we were doing normal things. She was working in a, in a job. I was actually teaching. Then I then came uh, involved in psychology. And it was okay, we would enjoy life like everyone else does, you know. Yeah. But you know, you get that feeling where something isn't right. You just know there's something else you have to do. And by sheer luck, uh, a person that I did my NLP master training through said, she's got this particular thing overseas, are you interested in being a part of it? So we got involved. Uh, and it was brilliant, except that, you know, long story short, that didn't go well with her and it left us in a bad place. But that was what springboarded us into what we do now. So what was there actually became fantastic. Wow. Um, because it led us to a world where um, people don't always know the name, but they'll know things that it does, which is like uh, I Ching. Have you heard of I Ching? I have heard of I Ching. It's something uh, to do with uh, energy. It's energy, yeah, your energy. Elements, uh, yeah. Elements and energy. I mean, this is pretty good. Well done. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're one in a hundred people that know about it. That's I, think, cool. I think I've been watching too many martial arts movies. They always talk about uh, the I Ching. Yeah, but that don't talk about Anyway, that's not a part of it. <laughs> Anyway, so that was really cool. And, and, and the guy we were learning from at the time is half Scottish, half Chinese, which is the interesting person to talk to, you can imagine that mix. And we learned a lot. And we spent some time with him overseas, learning and traveling with him and going to conferences, presenting and workshops. It was pretty good stuff. Yeah. 
But, and it's a big but, again, there was something missing and we didn't know. And then when COVID hit, um, it was a good chance to get no choice but to sit back and regroup. So we're saying, you know, there's not, that's not enough. So Marie, being uh, the person she is, decided she wanted to study feng shui. Okay. Now, the, the beauty is that we did our homework, thank goodness, because feng shui, how it's taught in Australia, is pretty, you know, sorry if I offend anybody, but it's pretty ordinary. Right. It doesn't go very deep. A bit like the American version, it just, it just makes it like a nice westernised, feel good, you know, put a painting here, put a plant there. Yeah. We went, we found the, the guy who is, um, is, is probably um, one of the few non-Asian, uh, as in he's from New Zealand, believe it or not, yeah. who teaches masters in, in feng shui. That's yeah. the level he's at. Um, and, and so, and he actually is the person who created, uh, not created, he identified and built the model around the Southern Hemisphere Feng Shui, which is not the same as what people think, because North and South are different. Okay. So, we learned, so Marie did all this study, it's amazing stuff she learned, and I was on the side watching, and I, I was getting really excited, but I thought, well, you know, I can read what she's reading, that's enough for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, that was good, and then we were talking to him, he came to Australia for, um, you know, we hadn't met up with him face-to-face -face, and he has another side we didn't know about which was health and nutrition i said oh that's interesting because he's also an acupuncturist and a chinese medicine practitioner and all these things and i thought oh wow yeah. and so the, the penny dropped so in those two years just up until this year we spent two years studying classic feng shui and uh holistic health and well and well-being if you want which was chinese medicine Ayurveda, five element theory yin yang wow. theory wow. and it was just like boom 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 and it left us thinking We've got the we've got the magic egg, if there's such a thing, because you know what had happened is all led us to this point where we said, you know, in life, now I'm already qualified, as I said before, a psychologist. Uh, I could do life coaching if you wanted to do. You can do all these things, but they didn't do enough. But when you add in the person, yeah. and then where they live and work, and then their their approach to the health, all of a sudden you've got this amazing cocktail. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the story led us to, which we're at now. But that's not enough because then we started saying, you know what, I like what you've done, but I'd like to do something more. So we started writing our own stuff on top of that. Wow. So we just kept on going and we're still going every day as something new comes up because there's one thing I think I learned a term years ago called uh, being a leading learner. Ah, I like that. A leading yeah. learner. Yeah. In other words, you know, the day you stop learning is the day you can't lead anybody or do anything right. effectively because you put yourself into a, into a shoebox. Yep. Yep. And they, so, they also say, like, the best way to master anything is to teach it. Absolutely. I learned that when I was a teacher in the early days. Yeah. Literally, because when you had to teach it, it's amazing how much it all fits into place in a big, oh, big yeah. tree. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's the story. And we've got a stage now where we are just simply trying to establish ourselves uh, because we're not business people. That's not our role. We see ourselves as educators and then we love that. But of course, you've got to be a business person to the extent you have to pay the bills. That's right. You got to keep. You got to keep your vehicle going so you can help everybody. Absolutely. So that's 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 where we are now. So we're still writing and developing, but we're also looking how can we make this available to everybody. Um, so the story continues. Um, oh. So that's that's very that's a very short, concise, simple. Love it. And so I mean, it's really you know your, you know your take on things is really a three dimensional approach to mm. health and wellness rather than just looking at it from one angle or the other. And I know that, you know, I'm sure that in some more Eastern philosophies, they would have, this would have been more prominent way of thinking. Whereas in Western society, we never really did mm. that as much. It was more of a band-aid approach or, you know, just things in isolation. Why do you think that's the case? Well, so I, I almost totally agree with you. I almost totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, in the East, I mean, people, for example, love to, well, yeah, in the East as well here, take Feng Shui, 
Yeah. They, they, they know, but they don't know necessarily about um, the depth of personality work, et cetera, or they don't know about, for example, how the mind works because they focus on that. Yeah. Health people will know more, but then they will also leave our certain parts. So I don't think we've found anybody yet, uh, including our amazing coach and mentor, wow. that has put the, the, the combination together that you have because, um, you know, it is a... What was the three Ds? I, that was your term that I picked up on the other day, and I loved it. I really appreciate that. It's a, I use it everywhere now. Three dimensional. I just, I just love you know it is because it's really a you have to look at things from all angles, and they're all interconnected. They are, they are totally interconnected. See, but the three dimensions, um, if I can say it right here and now, one is is personal genius, right? Is your personal genius? Yeah. And I'll explain all these in more depth if we go perhaps the personal genius. Second one is your living environment, and the third one is your manifested presence. Nice. Now, these three treasures are literally that, they're treasures. And anything that you find in life, any goal, any um, issue, concern, obstacle, whatever it might be, will fall into one of those three. But so therefore, they're the three dimensions. But like any three-dimensional object, take one dimension away and what happens to the, the object? It, it doesn't, doesn't uh, exist anymore. It doesn't exist. It, yeah, it collapses, it's gone. Yeah. And it's the same thing. We've got to look after all our three treasures I in life, it. which is part of what the sort came out of because... It's like, oh, you know, it's a pirate, right? Okay, if I have a pirate, I have a treasure, and I bury it and I leave it alone, I've got my treasure, but nothing's happening. I'm not using it. What a waste of time. That's right. Or I can dig it up and spend it, then I've got no treasure left. Yep. Or I can invest it wisely. Love it. And as it grows, I can use what's growing with it, but keep on growing it. Okay. And that's the three treasures. So maybe let's elaborate on those three steps again for people just to really understand, you know, what this actually means and how we can use it. Well, yeah, so the three treasures, they're a part of a bigger model, which I won't do right now because that would just be too much at the moment. But the three treasures are, I suppose, uh, an indication or, or, or an approach, how to, if you like, to lead your life. Yeah. So personal genius basically um, is like a foundation. That's really interesting because we know, for example, you have you have two things in your life. You have a natal personality, yep. and I'll explain that in a second, and you have an emergent personal ability. Right. Okay. So your natal, it's when you're born. You're born, obviously, um, you know, in a normal way, like we all do. So you've got some genes and some behaviours and mannerisms that you picked up from your parents through the genetic pool, including your grandparents. That's lovely. But you've also been influenced by the lifestyle they led or anything happening in that birth period, what they call it, gestation period. But that's fine. You bring that with you. But part of that natal is also, this is where a lot of people in the science get a bit confused, because the moment you take your first breath, is the point where you have life. And so it comes together. So you've got all those influences genetically. Yep. And you've got, uh, because it's first breath, there's, there's um, cosmic energy in the world all the time. We know that. And that's the science as well. So you've come into that point to that particular energy and you've seen that energy inside you. Mm-hmm. And that's your natal self. That's who you are. And we measured that. We've actually worked out assessments. We can tell you exactly what that is for you, for example. Yeah. Okay. And that will never change. That's fixed. That's why I call it a personality. It'll never change. Right. However, from that point on, you're changing That's because right. of what you see your parents do or what happens at school or, or with friends and so forth. So you're, you're trying to put on what we call your, you know, your superhero underpants on the outside and <laughs> be the person they want me to be. Yep. So that's your emergent personality. This is really like nature versus nurture, isn't it? If you want to call that old-fashioned way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust you to do that. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it is. And the thing is, there's more to it, but that's the basic point. We have a natal and an emergent. And we say to people, we measure the birth for you, who is that? Which one do you want to be? Mm-hmm. How much of each do you want to have in your life? Which ones are serving you? 
because you've got control. You can you can choose by learning. And so as you do that, it's okay, let's look at where values sit in with this, where do your passions sit in with this, your beliefs, your attitudes, where your characteristics, uh, and so forth. And then all that builds in, and that's your personal genius. That's that's the foundation, that's you. Gotcha. I love it. Yeah. And so the next step from there, the next treasure is your living environment, which is your home yeah. and at work as well. Let's work on the home for a second. And this is where what we do and, and, and ordinary folks will differentiate altogether. Folks way I would say, let's put your home in the right colours and the right whatever. I talk about wealth corners and, and um, career corners, which is not classic folks way. That's Western. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the point is, that's what I do. Now, see, here's the thing. And Marie, my better half, is a genius in this, but she's also a, a trained interior designer as well. So we know that you can't just put stuff out. Like designers come in the home and they'll ask you sometimes, what colour do you like? What type of furniture do you like? And they'll supply that to keep you happy. But if you've got a natal personality, there is a certain energy flow inside you that when it's matched, gives you an unconscious feeling of, of happiness and, and support and nurture. Right. So you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to really have something that's in line with your personality. Exactly. And that's the true work of feng shui in a home environment. Because feng shui is about people, place, time and space. Oh, okay. Love it. So, you know, you can have the most beautiful home in the world and, and I call it the house. It's not a home because it hasn't got that sense of yep. that what you need. So the same for the workplace, but that's a bit harder because it's out of people's control sometimes. But yeah. so they're the first two treasures. And, of course, that, that living environment includes the actual environment around you, the physical environment. Because, um, you know, like most people probably know but don't realise the power of the toxicity, if you like, of um, EMFs, electromagnetic fields, like out of the TV, out of the computer, out of your phone. Wow. Um, then, do you use a microwave? Yes, of course. Would I, if I told you, for example, that a microwave was, uh, the microwave was designed by Russia as a weapon of war. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And that's what it was designed to be. And it changes the molecular structure of food. That's how it heats it up. Oh, my God. So when you eat something after having the microwave, you're not eating what you started with. Ouch. That's why it tastes different as well. <laughs> it, well, this way, there was a, a case years ago where, to prove the point. There was an operation and, and there was blood transfusion to be done. <laughs> and the doctor, in his in infinite wisdom, used the microwave to warm the blood. Oh. The person died oh. because the blood structure had changed and no longer matched it. Oh, no. That's crazy. So, so this is the thing in the background. Your, your air conditioning, your carpets. They're all affecting, you know, your 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 quality of lifestyle. Yep. It's a part of living environment. So we have to look at that. It's a big picture. And then of course the third one is manifest the presence, which says, okay, what's your energy like? What's your vitality? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What makes you want to stay alive and go out and explore and do things? So that sort of it comes out of this first two, if you like. So it's a it's a building point to that. Right. Um, but you can't have that if you're in the first two. Yes. Obviously. Yes. So, you know, the, and there's, there's, it goes in quite deep, but it's really powerful when you actually stop and pull them apart. And we do that. We pull them apart and, and, and look at everything for the person first to see exactly what's happening for them. So these treasures, we've all got them. We don't all use them very well. Yeah. And so it's, it's fascinating. And so, you know, you when you meet people, when you work with people, you really take the time to, to what's the word, to break that all down. And really mm. understand where people are coming from from those three different areas, and then mm. you help them with tips and strategies to optimize their their three D wellness that meet all those three requirements in a way. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nicely put. We, we have what we call a three-treasure diagnostic, which we uh, make people fill out. It's quite lengthy, and they do it by hand. We don't let them do it on a computer. We've oh. got to write it. Remember we said before about teaching and everything? We've got to write it. Oh. <laughs> because then you actually constantly think of something in a different way. Yes. So they've come to us with an issue they've got, right? But we know that obviously when we explore those three treasures, we're going to discover all these other things in our life which may not be going well for them because yeah. we know that if we work on the, the issue at hand, we can find out an outcome as it work. But we also know that if nothing else changes, it'll go back where it came from in most cases. Uh-huh. And so, so it's really a much more um, all-round, um, hmm. what's the word? Much more. It's a much deeper approach to hmm. making change. Yeah, and it's very sustainable because of what the work has, has been done. Um, and then I've had people say, oh, we do similar. I said, but the thing is, like, what they don't realise is the depth we go to in each of them because you've got to dig deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people sometimes don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, or they don't see, but then they start to realise that, oh, wow, done. up they go, you know. Um, so that's, yeah. And then obviously um, we, we um, have lots of different one-on-one coachings or workshops or programmes people do, depending on what they need, because we've identified where they need to be. Nice. So... It just starts there, and away we go. <laughs> wow. And so if just at a very high level, I mean, I just kind of want to discuss this more at a high level and, you know, obviously know. everybody's different, but, you know, what are some of the strategies that you would recommend people or tips or, you know, tips or tricks that people should start thinking about or start doing to help them realign those three areas? Anything yeah, I mean, look, you know, the obvious thing first up is, hey, do some reading, do some open thinking, yep. don't get caught up in old ways of doing things because it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. But reality is, 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 if you look at the three areas, just without even doing any studies, the first thing is uh, where we all start with is food, isn't it? Yes. We all have food. So the first thing is to start reading labels and stop buying stuff that isn't going to do you any good. Yeah. Simple as that. And not because it's a diet or anything else. Um, you're born with a certain body constitution and that constitution will dictate what your body doesn't want to have and if you keep on giving it what it doesn't want to have it will say thanks very much I'm going to fall over now yeah and you Uh, kind of know as well through experience what you respond to and what you don't respond to you do uh, because you know that's the premise of Chinese medicine is that um, listen to your body because the body knows yeah which medicine and western science doesn't say at all it's the opposite but so the tip first of all is buy local yep fresh local don't buy Oranges that might have been frozen and it took six months to get from California, for example. Right. Um, think about what vegetables go with which organ, because we have uh, five yin organs and five yang organs. Wow. And they have a certain function, and those functions are linked to different parts of the body. So if you want to have health, you need to think, what are you giving your body? What time of year are you giving that to the body? Wow. How are you cooking it? How are you eating it? Because... You know, I've heard so many people say to me, everything starts with the mind. I think that's lovely. However, I don't know that's true because the mind responds very well as well. Mm-hmm. It's a processor. So if we're feeding it the wrong food, it can't function properly. That's right. So we've got to think about putting in our body. Um, example, prostate health. It's something which uh, everyone, over, every man of the age of 25 has got a problem with, whether they know it yet or not. Yep. So yes, in, a, in extreme cases, you would go to a hospital if you have to, in the, the last case scenario. But in the meantime... Think about what foods you're eating that are going to enhance your kidney and your bladder because those are the areas that control the prostate. Yeah. So, you know, and there are certain foods because those foods and the organs all link back to the five elements that Yi Ching talks about. 
So it's and it's you know it's not science like in Western science. There's no sort of um, you know manual. It's, it's it's very metaphoric, but by crikey, yeah. it's accurate. Yeah, that's right. Like in in general, in in Western medicine, you know, it's more of a um, band aid approach and more of a generic approach, whereas this is a much more intuitive, yes, personal approach. Yes, and the thing about the Chinese medicine is a basic saying, and that is that food is medicine. Oh yeah, I like that. All right, you eat the right food, you will have the right medicine. If you go back and look at additional cultures, you'll find there's a guy called Weston Price back in the 30s. Right. Um, I didn't know him personally, but I mean, some might think I do. But anyway, he went back to the 30s and he uh, was a dentist and he went across to all the traditional cultures, Aborigines, Maoris, and Africa, etc., yeah, Eskimos, and he studied them and he found that where there was no Western influence, they had perfect bone structure in their face, perfect teeth, were obese. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But when he found cultures, particularly in Africa, and I've seen the pictures of it, where they had some contact, yeah. the teeth were terrible. The face shapes weren't what they used to be, yeah. and so they were changing. And that's purely because they were then adopting uh, Western ways, which are very uh, um, unsuitable for people. They really are. So that was a good case in point where if you stick to what what the elements and what nature says, then you have more chance because we're part of nature after all, aren't we? I'm assuming that as well, if you took all those countries that were, or those cultures that weren't adulterated yet or influenced by Western uh, culture, and you studied them, all of them might, each of them might even do different things, mm. get the same result because they were doing what worked for them. And what was right for them. I mean, pretty gruesome from Australian or Western standards, for example, a certain tribe in Africa would kill a, a monkey. Right. Purely for its uh, its organs inside. Yeah. We need the flesh. They don't want the flesh because the flesh doesn't work for you. Flesh doesn't. You don't need the flesh. Yeah. And they would go for things like kidneys and the livers, etc., because they're looking for the blood content because that was the source of iron for them. That's right. So therefore, you know, we don't need meat. I love meat, but we don't need meat. Yeah. We actually need more so the things like your liver, your kidneys, heart, yep. those sorts of organs because that's that's the nourishment. That's pure nourishment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And so. And so, so I'm a, even in feng shui and in feng shui, feng shui. So I can't, I don't, I don't want to mispronounce it. Feng shui. <laughs> and, um, there are so many levels to this yes. that touch on all these physiological aspects as well. It's not just about you know no, how, you, how no. your house looks <laughs> or which well, cushion goes where. No, far from it, because it goes back to the study of, of nature and, and astrology, real astrology as well, not not zodiac stuff, which doesn't really have any meaning. But anyway, Chinese yeah. astrology, and it goes through to say, well, you know what? We have like that's called a compass school. There's Lopan, There's form school. There's um, yeah. um, Nisa, etc., etc., etc. All different parts, which are, are ways of examining the environment. It's not about the environment you're living in. Yeah. But you see, here's here's the beauty of it. I love this too because. Um, we then worked in things like called sacred geometry and, and um, um, four pillars of destiny, um, which become very insightful for how you live life. Um, and uh, you know that's that's the beauty of understanding levels like this because it gives you a chance, such insight into how you live and how you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always I've always been fascinated by um, ancient Eastern cultures and Eastern mm. traditions, and even. You know their relationship with herbs and teas and all that stuff. Oh, don't knock it; it works. Amazing what they can do, and you know mm. we dismiss it. I think we're getting better in in Western medicine now, but in so many years ago we used to dismiss a lot of that. 
A lot of it's claiming more now because people have uh, globally becoming, you know, I think COVID health becoming disenchanted with what medicine had to offer them. Yeah, um, yeah when you talk about herbs, there are, there are eight superfoods or superfoods, if you want, right? And they are herbs and they are very much targeted to certain organs, like I said before. You can't get them very easily sometimes, but then you get the teas that you combine things together with. Um, and you get some amazing uh, types of tea, the tea that directly works on the prostate, tea that's good for your eyes, etc. And um, and very tasty too. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but you're going to go to a, a, a real, you know, experienced medicine man to, to help you. Or come to me. Okay. And do you, you work with all that, do you? Yeah. Oh, you do all that. Yep. Yep. Wow. I mean, even porridge. How's this really nice of porridge? You know, you know porridge. Yeah. Right? Our porridge. Right. First of all, we use organic porridge. We don't use Uncle Toby's. No offense, Uncle. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but first of all, it's soaked with lemon yep. first because lemon is incredibly good for as an acidic form to, to help the liver, but also cleanse the body. Right. But it's cooked there. We might put in, for example, um, uh, chia seeds, goji berries, sultanas. We cook it with a um, ghee because it helps smoothness of, of digestion. Mm-hmm. We would put in, um, what else we put in? Longan Berries, uh, chrysanthemum uh, flowers, wow. and it's just a taste explosion in your mouth. But there's so many things that are working on different parts of your body, Fantastic. and it's just and that's the simple thing to start your day with. It just doesn't take long to make. Just porridge, you know, just porridge, but not 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 wheat, and and those things. Yeah. I usually yeah, they're not very good for you. No, no, I can, I'm I'm totally I'm in awe. I'm I can imagine. You know, I can just imagine but oh, the yeah. knowledge. The knowledge you have to have and the study that you have to do to really understand uh, all was, these different elements is immense. Look, the thing is, it's a lifetime study. I mean, we've done a lot of study now across those three dimensions. Probably, I mean, I could give you, we're thinking of doing cooking classes at one stage to help people understand what you can do with things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our, our, our coach and mentor uh, studied the I Ching when he was 18. He, he understood at 18. He's the only person I've, I've ever find that can actually tell you how the I Ching works, how to break down the various sexograms and how they how they build on each other. Uh, I haven't found what, actually, what actually is the I Ching? It's a book. It's a book, is it? It's called the Book of Changes. Book of Changes, right? But what it's virtually saying is, I mean, oh, it's very hard to explain, but there are two ways of looking at it. In a sense, people use it for the core oracles, which mm-hmm. means we can lose it because don't forget the reason that they used it was to to predict the flow of nature so they get their crops right. Mm-hmm. For example, in also show like the, the, the four school versus you know the mountain, etc. Shows different locations and things and, and relationships together. So right. they would not they wouldn't build a house at the bottom of a hill mm-hmm. because that's what would happen? They yeah. would know where the crops are due. But then they said, you know what? What applies to nature applies to humans. So if a human follows the same cycle of behavior and follows the trends and follows the patterns, they will have success too. Yeah, and I can I can even just think of even applying that basic simple principle to having periodic rest days yep just like nature yep exactly. i see we chat to people we say look there are five elements okay yep. so let's apply those people talk about they talk about multitasking i'm going off the track here but multitasking about 0.1 percent of the population of the world can do it yeah it's, we all think we can do yeah, it we think we do, but it doesn't actually happen you can't. No, 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 what they're doing is switch tasking yeah switch tasking is extremely tiring for the brain yeah so we say to people you know what if you're talking about time management which is something we can do for people we say okay there are five energies, how they work. So why don't you set the time on day one for that energy? And that's what you do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that way you're not confusing the brain and getting work done that fits the pattern. And that's using each thing as well. Ah, so you, you can know? actually group how you do things in terms of yeah. energy. 
Yeah, because the enemies have a, we have a question that goes with that. There's a whole pile of work we show, but for example, wood is, is the first element that comes to mind. And it's, a, it's an amazing element that's all about um, growth and adventure and um, you know rising upwards. So mm. the question is what? Which is what what can I do here? What, what's gonna happen? So that's fire. And it leads to fire. Fire, of course, is obviously very, you know, hot and aggressive. So it's more yeah. about the who, it's about the people connecting. Okay. Which leads to earth, which is about when and where. So the timing of things, because earth people are very, very compassionate and nurturing and, and that sort of thing, which leads to metal, which is much more clinical and, and, and a how question for them. How can this happen? How can I help you with this? How can this understand this? Which leads to water, which is the why. Why is this happening this way? Why is this like this is? How can I learn more about this? Because I'd like to know why it's going to go that right. so These elements all work together in sequence. And the questions indicate. So therefore, if you're looking at those questions and you group your task for the day according to those questions, you can then get a much better flow for what you're doing. I love it. I love it. Any any other um, you know, generic strategies apart from looking, you know, watching what you eat? Any other else? Yeah, sorry, we got distracted. I'm sorry. I warned no, no, you. No, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Uh, look, you know, to be honest with you, um, it is so funny because science is now saying hug a tree, right? Hug a tree. Yeah, but you know what? That's been talked about for thousands of years in traditional cultures. We've been saying for a long time, hug a tree, walk. I just work with a, 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 a in Bali with a, a, a healer, right. a traditional healer. Right. And before I knew all about this, and I was a bit funny, you know, but it was quite scary and interesting. But he said, when it finishes, you walk on the grass with your bare feet. Right. I know now why, because here's the thing, you see, the earth is the core, it's, it's all about electromagnetism and, and the electricity, right? So gravity is nothing more than the pull back in. And of course, gravity between the moon and the sun, that's all part of the energy that, that, that we all connect to. So when you take your feet off and walk on grass or sand, you are like, the, like a lightning rod in the house. You're grounding back to earth. Ah, yes. You're, so allowing, you're, you're allowing the conduction in a way. Conducting. And so it helps you to relax and, and regroup and, and feel more at ease with yourself. Yeah. And I suppose, like it, I suppose it's similar, you know, when people say, and I, I find this myself, when I'm walking along the coast with the water, yeah. it's more calming. There yes. must be a reason for that. Then that's the reason. See, people don't understand. Like the house is another one. Right? Think about, okay, a little thing. When you're talking to people, be aware of your feeling towards them mm. when you approach them. Do you feel immediately connected to them? Do you feel a bit wary? Are you not you know, like a fellow like you? Yeah. Because, and this has also been shown through HeartMath Institute in America. The heart has a very strong electromagnetic pulse. Wow. And it emanates out. So if they're not meaning, then you, it's, that's why you seem to be saying, I don't like you. I don't know yet, but I think I like you because that's that connection. Energy, something about yeah. that. Yeah, which is why they use horses in therapy because horses' hearts are six times the size of a human and so their reach with their, their ah, throughout is... Stronger electromagnetic hmm. pulse. Which is, yeah, which is why horses are so effective in, in, in therapy, especially with kids. Oh, my God. Right? So these are things you can, you can actually do. You just think about them because thinking is the first step to doing, isn't it? Yeah. Now, think about that. Think about... Oh, I'm going I'm to offend people. <laughs> Don't go to a gym. Why go to a gym? It hurts your muscles. Because <laughs> if you want to get to be a superman or a champion, fine. But for the normal folk, like like ninety percent of us, um, yeah, the old fashioned go for a walk. Yeah, it's simple. But even better, guess what? If you really want to, for fifteen minutes each day, jump up and down on the spot. Yep. Jump up and down. That's yep. all you got to do. That'll do it. Yep. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and that's all this carry on. It's like you don't need to. These are simple things you can do. Think about uh, Qigong. You talked about last before. So Qigong is a very gentle mm. uh, movement, but it's about connecting the mind back to the body. 
So it's a part meditation, part activity. Is that Tai Chi? No, Tai Chi is a more uh, extended version, so the more martial arts side of things, the more aggressive. Uh, Qigong, there's Yin Qigong and the Yang Qigong. So Yin would be in the evening when it's time to wind down. Yeah. Yang is the, is the start of the sun's coming up and you, you want to get your body moving. So, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, so it's a combination of, of mind, emotion and body coming together, to, to, you know. And so they're things people can do so easily. Even yoga is, is from the yeah, yeah. Well, that source, the background source. Things that aren't offensive to the body but help the body relax. What about um, breathing and meditation? Do you practice daily? Well, no, I don't practice. No, so I've worked it out. I can do it on my own now. Yep. I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> now we talk about we talk about um, the Japanese type of breathing called breathing into your hara. Uh -huh. So the hara for in Western world that might be looking at as the core, but the hara is right down deep. Yep. Right. So what I'm saying is, if a person's breathing shallow into their chest, mm -hmm. they will like to be tense and stressed. Yeah. So if you spend breathing uh, into your stomach, breathing into your diaphragm, right even lower, right now I almost feel it like about through your, your, your pelvis to the ground because they're pushing down into it. Gotcha. If you do that, say for thirty seconds or whatever, um, a couple times a day, that alone you can still help. Yeah, I mean it's just even just taking two or three deep breaths, it, you already feel it. Yeah, it, and because you know, think about what it's doing; it's, it's resettling things. Yeah. You know? Another thing, if you're going to do another one, you can do straight away, and I think we're all guilty of it. When you have a meal, don't sit down watching TV. Yeah. Don't stand up, right? Sit at a table. Yeah. Not because we can talk, that's nice to talk, but because the body has to look at this positioning for a suggestion. Uh -huh. Okay. And so, therefore, if there's things happening, then there's a fight between the brain and the stomach as to who's in charge. Ah, I see. Interesting. Which is sometimes where you might get your, you know, your heart burn and stuff because of that conflict going on for digestion purposes. It's only so much energy you can use. That's gotcha. Okay. So, you know, a simple sitting down properly at a discussion point um, helps the whole body relax into the conversation and to the use of food. Right. Respectful right. for what the food is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, that's, why, that's why I love, I'm always fascinated by, um, in particular, the Japanese rituals or the oh, Japanese yeah. daily practice. Everything that they do, yep. they build a whole ritual around and they take their time, they do it slowly, they do it. You know the right way, and they, you know, it's all they're really present, and I think that's it's, really, really great. It's important. Tihara, breathing into Hara is a Japanese thing, mm. and Doin is another version again. Doin is another form of movement touching, which is Japanese. Yeah, yeah the Japanese are pretty cool, they're great. They really they know how to, you know, be present in all the simple things. Yeah, and see, things like Qigong and all those things, it's something you can learn it, but they do it from day one, the whole life. Amazing. And like I said, the ritual of it, they, they, it's just part of their life. And so, of course, it works very well for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I don't always do it, and I should, but, but yeah. I'm, I'm a Westerner. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, sure. You're in this, I mean, that's the hard part. You're in this crazy Western world. Mm. Things are moving at lightning speed, and you're being, you know, pulled from one direction to another all day long. It's hard to make, you have to work to maintain this kind of balance. Well, see, that goes back to that first thing with personal genius. When you know who you are, you know where to pull back and how to pull back. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's so that the food stuff's out there, but inside you, I mean, you, you know, with stress, you know, there's different types of stress. And so if you identify those types of stress, you know what's happening and you can address how you approach that. You can address how you talk to somebody else yeah. um, and so on. How do you get in flow? Mm -hmm. Which is something which someone talks about, but no one really gets the deepness of the meaning behind it. And what, so what does that mean? That means being on in equilibrium with the energy around you? 
We could say that, yeah. But it, it, in other words, for simple uh, layman term is to just be in the zone like an athlete we're talking about. Just everything seems to be effortless. It's just time goes past and we realise it. What you've done is you're actually engaging certain neurochemicals in the brain uh, and brains have a certain uh, speed of operation, certain wavelength of operation. So that puts you in that, in that frame. But the point is it's also a way that helps the body to relax. The body can then you know, move itself with comfort. Yeah. Uh, also leads to what they call youth stress, which is positive stress. That's yes, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not positive, uh, negative stress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's big. Like positive stress is sometimes a good thing. It's, you know, it, it helps us grow. That's I suppose what positive stress does. Hey, yeah. But see, that's and the thing is, people realise they don't they know youth stress and, and distress, but they don't realise that sometimes the most damaging is undefined stress in the middle. Mm -hmm. We're not working. We don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, usually in distress, you know why. You, you identify something's not working. But if a day is not going right, something's not working, but you don't really know um, why or what you can do about it, that becomes undefined and it can last longer and be more damaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so, I love it. Hmm. What about sleep? Where does sleep fit into all this? Oh, it's overrated. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, one hour thing, a day. Yeah, no, it's um, sleep depends on the person. And obviously, different ages have different needs of sleep and amounts of sleep. But what, what a lot of the experts in the West talk about is sleep is for to get the brain to regenerate. Yeah. But they don't understand uh, from the Western, at least in perspective, that you've got a complete body clock. Mm -hmm. Not just at night time. The body clock says what time of day is what type of organ working and what does it need to work. Yes. So when you get to night time, uh, obviously, um, lungs, kidney, and, and um, uh, liver. Are, are, are very busy regenerating. Yeah. But if they're not to put in the right place, for example, I think if from memory, uh, one o'clock to three o'clock in the early morning is the gallbladder at one o'clock leading into liver up to three o'clock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that, if you're not, if you're, for example, if you're waking up, um, uh, you can't sleep in that time, doing dreams, whatever else, chances are your liver is not working effectively. Right. Wow. Right? Because that means that it's not able to do its job. Because this job is to, is to purify and move things along, ready for the next day. So, you know, if there's an issue with that, but then it leads into other issues. But the point is, so to me, sleep is not just when I go to bed and lie in bed. Sleep is um, looking after the regeneration of my organs all day long. That's right. So when I get to a certain time of day, it might be a fire time, which is, 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 which is a very strong element, which is heart, et cetera. Yeah. Then what am I going to be doing that's going to make that effective for that? What activity, what type of foods am I having at the time? So if you look at sleep as being a regenerative process for the body, you sleep all day long. Yeah, that's right. In yeah. a sense, because different times things are doing different things to make sure the body is in, in, in everything is in sequence as to when it's regenerating. Yeah, and you know the experts don't say that here, unfortunately. They don't realise it's not the brain is the brain is just a you know sits on top of your head and does what it's told. <laughs> that's what it does. It's a receptor in a process. I mean, your heart and your stomach run the rules. They run the show. Yeah, fascinating. Literally, yeah. Fascinating. Wow. And so, Jeff, um, tell us a bit more about how you actually work with people. And, you know, if people might say, oh, look, I've, I've heard of these guys before, you know, everybody's telling me this, that, the other. Tell us a bit more about how you're different to maybe some of the other wellness um, specialists out there as well. Well, see, the first thing I'll say is that you said three-dimensional, that's the key. That's key because... We don't just do one or the other. We'll do the whole package because we need, you have to. Um, what we do with people, I guess, like I said before, the three treasure diagnostics, how we start. 
Yep. Everyone starts there. And from that, we also have to make sure everyone does some basic assessments. Yep. Now, I don't believe in the, in the profiling system that, that we see in the corporate world, your, your desks and the Myers Briggs and the six, big six, and that stuff. Because they're based on a flawed Western system. Mm -hmm. Right, our system we developed goes back to the I Ching again. How about that? Goes <laughs> right back to the source. I Ching is. I might have to read this thing one day. <laughs> oh well, if you want some reading, I'll give you some reading. But yeah. you'd be ready for it. It's not easy. Oh boy, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. So we'll actually you know, we insisted to have that assessment because we were testing adult and we were testing emergent mm -hmm. because our argument is we need to know the person. They need to know because how on earth can you build a program for somebody if you're not knowing where you're coming from? Sure, 100%. You got so to we start there. Yeah. They are first. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the person. We do, well, not lately because of COVID coming out of COVID, we used to do group workshops, which are always fun. One on one, not so much. We can do straight out, you know, one on one practitioner work with people because we're certified to do practitioner work with people. But okay. not my favorite thing because it can become very tiresome. Mm. It's more fun to, to be in a group because you can actually see the, 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 the bantering between people and the sharing between people. Nice. Um, we do, we've got, I've got four or five uh, target written downloadable products people can buy, take home and right. do them at home. Great. Because a lot of people don't want to share, they want this private to them. Yeah, I was just about to say, like group sessions would be great, but is it's not like one size fits all. Like I'm sure everybody has their That's own right. requirements yeah. as well. And you have to yeah. be, you know, attentive to it, to different people. And it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it's fun because you just, you just, there's energy flying around the room. Everyone's all, you know, fired up. But the downloadable ones, I look at the person and say, okay, we accept that, you know, you can talk to us anytime. Mm -hmm. So you're not isolated, but you do this work at your own pace and you come back to ask you the questions uh, and discussion points. So it's got that connecting, but you're not tied into it. Nice. Okay. So we do things like, you know, work on, uh, on persons, we call it again the thrust of genius. We work on, um, we call their life drivers, which we, we've actually created assessments for values, for passions, and mindset. And work to how that drives you. We can categorize that. We have an assessment for your home. We can assess your home and tell you what energy is uh, most prevalent in your home and how's it working. Yeah. Right? So we'll do all that sort of whatever we need to do, depending on one for health as well. So whatever the person presents as needing most is what we'll do first. So everyone gets that. And then we'll then, it'll either be totally bespoke, which yeah. means we have what I call an ideal reality plan, which says here are the steps, like the bone. Let's put the meat on, depending on what you need. Yeah. Yeah, group workshops and corporates are great because you know they give what they're told. But when you're working with a real person, you've got to be very mindful to set about what those persons' needs are or yeah. challenges are, and you've got to make sure you can fit in and make it for them. Um, oh. but what we're really but so they can do all this, it's all available to them. Okay. Um, but what we're, what we're working on, which I'm really excited about, and I don't even know how to do this yet. <laughs> so it's exciting. I love it when I know something, it's not going to find out. Yep. Um, is to have a proper online community, which also has face to face with it. Because this community is where all these people, whether they're looking at their home or their health or their mindset, doesn't matter what, yeah. can come together and access the parts they need, but also share their stories together. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, and there's a whole bunch of stuff goes with that, which leads into my, my most favorite fun thing of all is retreats. Ah, you yes. love doing retreats because you have the chance to take someone out of their comfort zone and bombard them with things that they've got no choice but to listen to and immerse them in it so deeply. Um, we used to do them in Bali. In Bali? Wow. Used to. We have it obviously um, over time, but Bali, not not not, not Kuda or those places, but probably about that. But, um, I've been, uh, is it Ubud? Ubud? Yeah, Ubud? yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Shangi. It's just not too far. It's about ah, two okay. um, There's a, um, a resort there, so it's an entrepreneur's resort. 
one of our previous coaches owns it's full conferencing and, and trainings etc nice. so and it's great because then you know you can then access all the local things and learn the cultures and the culture is an eye-opener for australia it's not people think it is they are amazing people yeah and the balinese uh, are they particularly um well versed in a lot of this type no. of thing compared to the, uh, anyone else or no no, no more. You'd be surprised. Actual fact, you'd be surprised how the modern Asian, the young modern Asian, doesn't know much. Hmm. I spent their lifetime trying to be Western. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and now technology uh, and everything else. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's different. So a lot of a lot of this really powerful stuff. Uh, again, I don't want to get political, but the Chinese of today are not the Chinese of a couple of thousand years ago. Hmm. Hmm. They a whole different cultural shift in what they do. Yep. Yep. So we're looking at you know that's that's like. Um, it's not a religion by any means, but it's a it's a way of thinking which has been from that time. Uh, and if you don't want to access it, you never know what's there. You just right. have to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. But so retreats are great because you can do so many things with people. Um, so that's our favourite two things of all is to well three on, online programs where they can or downloadable they can play with and come back to us retreats and this community those things to me because we're not business people we are educators. Yeah. And we love to. Um, I mean, I've told you virtually nothing so far. Obviously, but you get the glimpse. Of, I hope that there's a lot you can pick up on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, how long? How long would a retreat normally go for? We would like to go for a week, but I, I suppose in the present climate, we might go out for a weekend, yeah. somewhere for say you know, two nights or three nights or something. Yeah. Because it's easier for people. But ultimately, our goal is to get back to Bali yeah. and run into there. Wow. Um, great. Oh, great. So. Oh, you just can't imagine. It's so cool. Making me. I've been to Bali many times. I'm. Dying to go back. Love it. Well, when you go back, go to it's a paper. Go up to obviously um Chinese yeah, area, that's fine. Oh, but you hope it's changing now because yeah. obviously don't forget all the markets have burned down. Yeah, yeah. Years ago. So they're still going through that process. But if you go back to Samua, oh, yeah. okay, which is still fairly developed, but you go to the resorts, it's so interesting. Mm. Um, you go to the cure. And I'm gonna hit a plug for the for anyone who wants to go to Bali. You go to the, yeah, the yeah. cure. <laughs> and yes, it's it's out of all the hotels, like a whole row of them. Uh, and from the street, they really run down like horrible, but work inside you're in a resort big time. Yeah, okay. But see, people compare that to say the Gold Coast because of the resort factor. What they realize is uh, pick your resort because in the Mercure, it goes back to being very traditional inside. Yeah. And then you go down to the beach, and our previous mentor, Akash, um, has what's called a genius cafe there. Mm -hmm. It says, run the beach, so you get all the right foods, and it's full of people who are running business on their laptops. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. Oh. They just gather. And look at the way, have a lovely breakfast, you look up and, and hear the bell ringing, and here's this guy walking down the beach with his cow with, with the bell ringing and the smoke going. <laughs> and like, where am I? And you just can't help but just feel like you're just a laugh. You can't help but feel that so relaxed. Yeah. And you're yeah. in a place to start learning and growing. I'm uh, feeling so relaxed already just thinking about it. I <laughs> oh, love it, mate. Yeah. Well, Jeff, that's been that's been sensational. Um, tell us a bit about how we can find you, how we can find out more. Well, here's the thing. I can give you some links to put up because there's a couple of Facebook pages and I've got my new blog page okay. running and a LinkedIn okay. newsletter. Um, awesome. I can give those to you. I don't have a website because, one, because we don't. Okay. And two, because I don't know that, that it's really any value to us because what we're doing is, is more... It's not commercial. We need to talk to people. Yeah. We need to be able with them. So if you can show me where to make a website that, that, that is that sort of encompassing place that people come to, I'd love to know about it. Yeah. So it's Facebook pages and um, blogs and LinkedIn. Okay, great. Well, I'll make sure that I put all those links in the show notes so people can access them and they can find out more about your courses, your online stuff, your retreats, um, yeah, who knows? All, the all the good stuff. Yeah.
Hey, it's not cool work. It's just such fun. I mean, it's just oh, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, which is oh, by the name. It's a lifestyle. It and I think, would you say that more and more people are becoming more interested in this type of, you know, yeah. alternative way of thinking, alternative way of living? Well, I try to turn it around. I think the Western way is the alternative way. Mm-hmm. Because the Eastern way, if you want, it was going a lot longer before the Western way started. That's right, that's right. Exactly. That's a fact. But yeah, they are. And I think COVID's it's coming better. back full circle in a way. People are starting to say, I want more. Yeah, yeah. There is more. There is more to it than, yeah. you know, the, the way that we've always been living. Absolutely. And I think, you know, yes. and I know that in, in, in the corporate world overseas, they're talking now about the fact that if an organisation doesn't take it on board mm-hmm. and think about how to provide value for their employees, they're going to lose them. Yep, yep. Even, the, even over there, they're starting to think this way. Australia's a bit behind yet, but we'll get there. Absolutely. So you're mm-hmm. starting to do a lot of corporate... Um... We'd like to. Workshops and things like that as well. Yeah, we'd, we'd like to. We haven't yet. We've tried. We'd love to. We haven't found the. You know, since COVID, we haven't done anything. No. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, listening, yeah, we'd love to. Be yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on the show. That's been a fascinating discussion. Um, you've really mm-hmm. kind of we've only touched, touched the absolute surface, but oh, very much. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, <laughs> there's so much more to it than that. Um, so really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and you know, welcoming uh, the opportunity to come and talk to us about all this. Um, is there anything that you want to leave us with before we finish? Well, I think there's three little words. Oh, actually, I could. I, well, no, I will. Sorry, you will. Oh, I've got here. I thought about that. I've got, I, put it. I want to read you two quotes. Can I read you two quotes? Yeah, of course you can. Because I always say, I've like, got three things. Like, my own way of thinking is ancient wisdom, yep. modern strategies, future success. Yep, beautiful. That's my little idiom I use. However, I found something that Einstein was supposed to say, and he had a whole bunch of stuff, but this part stood out. He said, the ancients knew something which we seem to have forgotten. The more I learned of physics, the more I'm drawn to metaphysics. We still do not know one thousandth of a percent of what nature has revealed to us. It's entirely possible that beyond the, that beyond the perception of our senses, worlds are hidden of which we are unaware. Wow. That's Mr. Einstein said that amongst other things. Einstein, he's a clever man. Yeah, and Mr. Edison, who was even much earlier today, and Mr. Edison, hundred years ago, said the doctor of the future will no longer treat the human frame with drugs, but rather will cure and prevent disease with nutrition. Whoa. And that was a hundred years ago. Wow, that is cool. So I'll leave you with those two thoughts, yes. <laughs> That's impressive. Oh, I love that. That is very, very cool. Well, <laughs> then, well, Jeff, really appreciate you coming on the show. I've, hopefully everybody's enjoyed this as much as I have. Um, please check out um, all the links that I'll put in the show notes to find out more about everything Jeff has to offer. Um, I'm sure you'll be very, very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> um, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Bye for now. Thanks again, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414-659-800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now, though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.